This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Hi, and welcome to the Impossible Things Podcast. Uh, just kidding, and there is no Kyle Cole here today. It's just me, Jesse, um, going solo because, as you know, Jimmy is in China, as we've discussed multiple times. And Kyle is currently on his way there. Uh, we have made it a priority to get an episode out every week. And in the spirit of that, I've decided to just go ahead and record uh, Batman Part 1 on my own. Uh, we had planned Batman for today, which is why I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, we had a guest lined up, a guest expert, Batman expert, and we still plan to do that. Uh, we just couldn't work it out for this week. Uh, we'll revisit plan to revisit Batman in the future with a full episode uh, at a later date. We just don't know when that'll be exactly. I imagine at that time we will delve into various technologies of Batman. But today, since it's just me, I can talk about whatever I want. No one here is going to distract me or get me off topic or pull me into stupid impossibilities that obviously can't happen. So I'm just going to talk about whatever I want. And the most interesting part of Batman to me is not the Batmobile, not the Batcave, not the utility belt, or the Batcape, or any of those Bat-tech type of things, which I obviously think are all impossible, but the fact that he takes the law into his own hands. Vigilantism is my topic for today. Once I'm done with vigilantism, we will call it an episode, and we'll see you next week. Uh, then we'll revisit Batman at some point in the future. I'm a little short on time here today, so I won't be doing the editing that I normally would do. I'm just going to leave in a lot of these characteristic pauses, if you know me. I tend to pause a little bit before some sentences if I want to think about what I'm going to say. Uh, usually edit a lot of those out so it's not annoying on the radio, but sorry. Uh, you might get to hear some today, and it's just me, no Kyle to jump in and take over and save me, save me from bad radio, which happens often, I assure you. Uh, so let's get right into it. This is show one of April, month of April. It would normally be a preview, except that we decided, if you'll remember, to start in April doing reviews instead of previews. So we'll do our three episodes in the first part of the month and then the last week of the month we'll do a review with uh you know listener correspondent uh correspondences correspondent correspondences if that's a thing uh your your comments your emails your facebook posts and whatnot so uh also here in this in the part of the show that we are at now we would usually do some banter some personal updates kyle and jimmy are spending time working in china as we mentioned and I'm here just plugging away, keeping the home fires burning. I've spent some time recently on my spare time watching some Batman movies since I'd only seen the first two of the Christopher Nolan ones. Uh, none of the movies and none of the TV shows that had happened before that had I seen. So I watched the one of the Michael Keaton Batman movies. I think it was just called Batman. Maybe it's something else. I can't remember. The first one, the one with the Joker. And I also started to watch the 1960-whatever 
the first Batman movie, the one with Batman and Robin with the shark attacking him. And he has his, luckily, he has his can of shark repellent spray. And I got, I got into that movie a little bit and I realized I didn't like it. I didn't find it enjoyable. I thought it was kind of dumb, actually. And I thought to myself, how, after seeing this, do you go on and make more movies of it? And the new ones I thought were really good, really entertaining, really thought-provoking. But man, what an inauspicious beginning. Good grief. Uh, sorry if you love that movie. I know, I know Kyle expressed some fondness for it. And uh, the campiness was part of his reasoning. So apologies if that's one of your favorites. Uh, not one of mine, obviously. So the, uh, the, uh, so the topic that I want focusing on today is vigilantism. And I put that in a Facebook post and put it out to some of you. And I worded my question out as, uh, as follows. I said, working on a new Impossible Things podcast, do you think Batman is morally justified to act outside the law to enact his idea of justice? Got several replies. Uh, first, Fro Diaz commented, that's impossible. Yes, that's the idea. It's impossible. But, you know, I think he's right, and I'll explain why. Uh, Kurt Vandermas commented, very, very wisely, very shrewdly, very correctly. He says, you should link this conversation to Marvel's Civil War coming up. That's the whole conversation in that one. Captain America says, yes, they should decide what, sorry, they should decide what they do and how they do it. But Iron Man says someone should keep them in check. Uh, that is a good idea. And the, obviously, the comic books, the Civil War comic books are out, and you could digest that whole thing. But I think most of us wait for the movie. And if I'm not mistaken, the movie is still forthcoming. Uh, maybe this year? Hard to say. I didn't look it up completely. Uh, Kurt says that, and then Kyle says, that is a great idea, Kurt. So, well, excellent. He says excellent. That's an excellent idea. Joss F. comments, I think the real question is, is the law morally justified to act outside Batman's idea of justice? Uh, good point. Excellent point. Did get a little chuckle out of that. I hope you did too. Stephen Moore, the creator and host of the podcast, the excellent podcast, I should say. Stephen explains the news. That's Stephen with a PH. Uh, and it's an excellent podcast takes weekly, event, or, uh, weekly events and discusses them, gets into the nitty-gritty details that uh, you and I may not understand and just explains who and how and why and when and, and uh, what's the history sometimes and it's really fascinating. Anyway, Stephen, a person of great insight, says this. In the specific context of Gotham, I think the answer is yes. In more recent versions, Gotham is not just too inept to solve its crime problem but it's corrupt from within as well in that sense it's a vigilante with commissioner gordon working on the inside sometimes working outside of a system that has failed excellent point Stephen. and uh take that into consideration and that is that is the crux of the issue isn't it 
the system has failed or in the eyes of one person, the system has failed. So that person decides to take matters into his own hands and do something about it. I'm getting caught up with my notes here. Okay. Uh, like I mentioned, we get into more aspects of Batman later, but I specifically wanted to deal with vigilantism here. Uh, there's a lot of examples of vigilantism in print and on screen. Uh, seemingly lots of comic books and superheroes deal with vigilantism or incorporate vigilantism into their storylines and their heroes. Besides Batman, we also have Dirty Harry, Shaft, Zorro, Spider-Man, Knight Rider, The Punisher, A-Team, Boondock Saints, Daredevil, Catwoman, Dexter, V for Vendetta, and lots of others. Um, v for Vendetta, or V from V for Vendetta, brings up an interesting point. Uh, calling to mind Guy Fox, who's linked to the famous gunpowder plot of 1605. They'd planned to kill the king and most of the rest of the government by blowing up the parliament building with gunpowder. Any discussion of vigilantism we should we would have uh, needs to include a nod to rebels like Guy Fox and also some of our own American founding fathers, such as you know the the usuals Benjamin Franklin, George Washington, Sam Adams. Uh, when a group of people feel the government is in the wrong, uh, you can certainly make the argument that change needs to be enacted. When the governing body is resistant to moral reform, people have a responsibility to use force. The American Revolution and other plots against the government, like the gunpowder plot, do have a part in this discussion, but may be more relevant to another topic. We're talking about more one person's sort of, I guess what I think of, in the, specifically in the case of Batman, is is a kind of uh, one man or one person seeing wrong and seeing no one doing anything about it or unable to do anything about it. I think that's that's generally the case in Batman. Uh, the the governing body of Gotham is is broken down to the point where they are they're in ineffective against a supervillain like the Joker or the Riddler or any of those. So we always get to the point: uh, Why do we want this to be possible? It's always a question that we ask about each of these these impossible things. Being that there are so many examples of vigilantism in science fiction and comics would venture to guess that there is something inherently attractive about acting outside the law, although I don't know if I personally understand it, but it does seem to be something that's there in culture. Uh, you, you can look at James Bond, License to Kill, who is one that has uh, captured the public imagination for a long time, many, many years, many iterations. Uh, maybe it's a deeply held belief that I, you know, each of us, I, is above the law, we seem to see this play out when people are placed in a position where they have a lot of authority so the consequences for lawbreaking are minimal or non-existent. Get a president or somebody in there, you know, uh, Richard Nixon you think of. He thinks that he, he literally legitimately thought that he was justified to do what he did and obviously everyone else did not agree. But that's, uh, that's just an example of, of somebody getting in power and thinking that they're above the law. And you see this with dictators and, and people in absolute power, for sure. Um, we, we all feel that, that I'm right, the I'm right syndrome, you know. All of my ideas about who is guilty or wrong or deserving of punishment are absolutely correct. Maybe some of us feel that our own government is in the wrong or incompetent in certain respects. Uh, E.g., example, the Minutemen movement along the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, these folks feel so strongly 
about the border that they have taken it upon themselves to do something about it on their own time using their own resources. In many cases, they're not violent or confrontational. They simply alert the authorities of what they consider wrongdoing. A violent observer and reporter calls to mind the root of the word vigilante as one who is vigilant. Neighborhood watch communities also fall into this definition until they cross the line and use unauthorized force. Such was the case with one George Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin shootings of recent memory. The question, do we want this to be possible, breaks down pretty quickly for me. On the surface, it seems sexy, but when we don't agree with who uses it, you know, we become indignant like we did with George Zimmerman. A lot of people thought he was completely off his rocker and out of out of touch and he had no right to shoot Trayvon Martin but he thought he was doing the right thing he pled self-defense but you know who knows what his motivations were maybe it was maybe he was trying to get some revenge on somebody or uh yeah who knows who knows could be argued that Batman's use of force to battle supervillains like the Joker the Riddler and others is justified uh, based on the corruption and weakness in the government of Gotham City. Uh, similarly, in another example, the TV series 24 makes attempts to make the point that, that uh, what's his face, Jack Bauer is justified in repeated circumvention of the laws and bending the regulations, uh, plain ignoring international treaties. And because the U.S. government is weak or blind or bogged down in bureaucracy or even handcuffed by liberals and civil rights movement, that he's justified in, in doing what he does. In Gotham, though, the police and elected officials were in bed with organized crime or at best, you know, turning a blind eye. Well, this is certainly cause for action. Is it justification for the use of force? I think the Gothomians, Gothamonians, Gothamites, whatever, the citizens of Gotham are extremely lucky that the Caped Crusader only wanted peace and justice. A lesser man than Bruce Wayne may have pressed his advantage in a grab for power to add to his piles of wealth. Uh, There are a lot of problems with the use of force, use of force by an individual. See, developed societies are separated from primitive societies by the use of organized systems employed to govern the use of force. Force can be a tool used by the governing body to control dissidents within the population. A vigilante who uses force spits in the face of organized government and makes himself the very problem the government tries to solve. If everyone in a country or community is authorized to use force, you basically have anarchy. We discussed anarchy in the the podcast, and it was pretty clear that most people think it's impossible. So the use of force, or the threat of force, and who is allowed to wield that force, is a very large part of what keeps society from breaking down and falling into anarchy. If you don't stop at a stop sign, we can arrest you. If you resist arrest, we put you in jail. If you continue, you know, know, there's, there's consequences to your actions and somebody has been put in a position to use force authorized use of force to make you comply with the laws etc i think i think we all get that uh it makes me think of robin hood though if you think of 12th century england uh, the weapons of the day were pretty much available to everyone you know bow and arrow swords etc uh 
available to everyone. Everybody was on equal footing. So you could, you could uh, theoretically oppose the official, the official force, the army, the, the uh, retainers of the king or Earl or whoever you happen to be under. Um, so the, really the only advantage that a king had over, over a private citizen at that time was that he had people, you know, a lot of people who were willing to fight on his side and army. Whereas Robin Hood had just a band of, of merry men. Anyway, that just a little sidebar made me think of Robin Hood. Another problem is that a vigilante becomes judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, in our society, we have advanced to a place where we don't believe anymore that one individual should hold all these positions. Uh, we think that's a real conflict of interest, especially when that, that person is emotionally involved in or even maybe a victim of the crime that he's trying to avenge. Uh, in Batman's case, he was actually trying to avenge the death of his parents, and that was the whole driving force behind him becoming Batman. So you could say that his his uh, reasoning in becoming a crime-fighting individual and going to, to all those trainings that he went to and spending all his money on, on gadgets and... Uh, crime-fighting uh, technologies was all driven by, you know, by emotion, by his personal loss and his desire to avenge the death of his parents. And people start thinking like that and, and rationality, you know, thankfully, thankfully for Gotham, like we said, uh, Bruce Wayne is a very upstanding, morally upright, um, uh, very just, you know, righteous person i guess who who can't be swayed by power who wields his his great responsibility very responsibly also think of the case of edmund dantes from the count of monte cristo uh, he was wronged and put in jail for a long time and he acts in a very emotional and calculated manner in order to exact retribution for the wrongs that were done to him although he does so without using force Dante's is certainly not without blame. Although most readers, like we said before, clearly feel his actions are justified. Um, retribution for wrongs done seems to be a pretty well culturally accepted motivation. Maybe you think Batman is justified for going after criminals. All right, almost done here. Uh, I'm going to give my opinions and then we will sign off. I'd have to say that vigilantism works against ultimately works against organized forms of government and chips away at their effectiveness if allowed to stand. Uh, our own early American history shows that the fledgling, the fledgling government in the hands of George Washington put down the Risky Rebellion. Uh, you can find more about this in a number of sources or Wikipedia or whatever. I won't, won't belabor the point here, but basically some citizens said that they weren't getting representation and they didn't have any rights. They didn't have the rights they wanted to have and they they started rebelling. They seized an armory, and uh, that was not okay with the government. Uh, George Washington got some troops together, went down there, and and put that to bed. Arrested the leaders. Uh, they were later pardoned, I think, if I remember right. But anyway, uh, had to really to keep the government the government intact. Had to. Uh, they also could think of the American Civil War. You know, Abraham Lincoln was willing to fight to keep the union together. Uh, it's the basic 
tenant of government, that government stand. It sounds circular reasoning, but um, every organism just fights for its own existence, and government is no different. And if anybody disagrees with his government, he should consider getting involved first and then non-violent action next. If one finds that through these steps, no one agrees with the, one's position, sounds harsh, but, you know, drop it. We have a system where the will of the majority is the law. Uh, many, including Kyle, will argue the point that we have a, a rule by majority. But, and they may be right. Kyle and others may be right about that. But it still doesn't authorize anyone to take matters into their own hands and, and use force to bring to justice those whom they consider guilty. That's still still the, the role of government. Uh, our system, although it can take a while to prosecute and punish a wrongdoer, does so in a, in a fair manner. And it doesn't, it's there, the system is, is there, all the checks and balances, all the processes, all the, the due process, the, the representation that someone who is accused receives, the, the presumption of innocence, all those things that we hold so highly are there to protect innocent people who are wrongly accused. And a vigilante has none of those checks and balances. It's just, it's all his passion. It's all his own belief. He may not have all the facts. He may, he may be acting uh, disproportionately to the original crime. I mean, you could almost say about Batman, he's taking out his own, he's taking, he's taking revenge on, on lots of other people, other, you know, besides the one who perpetrated the original crime that he's trying to, you know, that affected him, that made him uh, want to become Batman. A lot of other a lot of other wrongdoers are also, you know, facing the consequences of, of his original loss. And, uh, while Batman may be justified, Bruce Wayne may be justified in that. I don't think we would say that many other uh, vigilantes are, if they've been wronged in one case to go and apply that, apply their vengeance on, uh, on many other perpetrators of different different varying levels i don't think we would say they are justified now if if the joker appears and no one's doing anything about it now let's revisit the issue and i may reconsider my point then but until then i think uh i think we got to say that vigilantism is uh not possible not 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 in keeping with an organized civilization and justice system that's my opinion i'll stick to it love to hear your thoughts though on it and uh, any further thoughts you have on any other aspects of batman as we will still be discussing that at some future point like we said uh, next week we've got emp electromagnetic pulse um, can't remember in the last in super soldiers we may have said that batman we may have said that EMP was next, but we forgot we had Batman this time. So Batman is today. Obviously, you just heard it. Batman is still to come. Obviously, I've said that several times. EMP is next. And uh, Bigfoot after that. 
so look for batman part two look for emp look for bigfoot and i will see you next time thanks for joining us today visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on twitter facebook and email questions topic suggestions corrections and rants are always welcome also find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible Thank you.